KO. Uh, he is uh, the uh, head guy uh, at Partido Comun. Partido Comun is a uh, local uh, political party. Um, he is running personally. How are you doing for uh, prime minister? Um, and uh, for those of you who are not in Curacao, uh, our elections are in March. Yeah, last time we spoke, you guys were uh, just started with the campaign. Um, um, how's it been so far? What are you guys up to? And, uh, and how are you doing personally? Okay, thank you for inviting me on your program. Also, uh, thank you for the people listening to us uh, right now for uh, accepting me, receiving me in their uh, homes or uh, private environment. Um, yes, the last time we spoke, that was in uh, July, I think, July 2020, maybe. So, uh, indeed, um, it was a time that uh, Partido Comun or the Comun Party was starting officially as a uh, political party for the coming elections on March 19, 2021. Uh, now we are like uh, six, seven weeks later or months later. So, um, officially, the Commune Party will take part to the coming parliamentary elections on uh, Curacao. So we went through the pre-elections on 30 and 31st of January this year. So this is uh, a right new bargaining uh, for us. So now we are completely in a contendency regarding uh, these elections. Comun stands for in uh, Papiamento, Corso, uh, Municipio Hollandese Novo, in English, Curaçao, a new Dutch uh, municipality. So, um, regarding or taking into account the social reality here on the island, the economic reality and the financial reality of the island, uh, we think Curaçao is uh, better off with a change of uh, government structure. Not only uh, a change of, uh, let's say, new leaders, but also a change of a government structure. Why? Because we... Um, can see and we don't believe that the existing government structure will bring a change for Curaçao. So um, for the last 66 years, first, uh, the first 56 years, Curaçao was forming part of the former um, Dutch Antilles as a country within the Dutch Kingdom. Curaçao uh, was an island of um, the uh, Dutch uh, Caribbean or the Dutch Antilles with a, a certain um, form of autonomy. After that, since uh, 
2010, Curaçao gained uh, autonomy as a country within uh, the Dutch Kingdom after dismantling the former Dutch Antilles. But uh, still, after these uh, last 10 to 11 years, we didn't see and gain the results we all as expected to gain. So let's say after 66 years as a um, island under uh, the former Dutch Antilles as a, uh, let's say, autonomous country within the Dutch kingdom and now as a country, uh, autonomous country within the Dutch kingdom, we didn't achieve what we all dreamed for, dreamt for. We didn't achieve uh, what we all wished for as a, a community. So that's why we think the best solution for Curacao is not only to choose new uh, leaders, but also to change the government structure of Curacao. And that's why we will be opting or we will propose this idea in a coming referendum to um, become part of uh, the Netherlands as a uh, Dutch municipality. Also, not only that, but to um, become integral part of the European Union. So that's why what Commune uh, stands for is a Dutch municipality with a UPG status. So in other words, uh, simply put, uh, becoming part of the European Union. So that's what we are campaigning for. And everything depends on what the people choose in a coming referendum, not a coming election. Because after the elections, if Comun wins some seats in the parliament, we will put or we will propose a referendum and if the people of Curaçao uh, choose for the option of uh, integrate into Holland, we will uh, make that happen in the form of a Dutch municipality with a UPG status. So that's the reality. Uh, it's an intro, a little bit uh, technical, but uh, if you see the reality on the island right now, if you see the high percentage of unemployment, of uh, poverty, but also of corruption, uh, the only thing we can do to change it is to change the government structure. We don't believe we can still do the same things we were doing the last 66 years to keep on doing that and expect other results. So to expect other results, we have to do things differently. And that's why we are uh, proposing uh, this possibility. Curaçao won't be the only, uh, the first ex-colony of a um, European country 
to achieve a stronger relationship with the European Union in the form of a UPG status, no. Uh, there already exist nine UPG status X colonies in the world. So like uh, Madeira of uh, Portugal and also uh, the Canary Islands. Uh, also, yeah, that was very surprising to me. Yes, also the Azores. But uh, here, nearby, uh, Martinique of uh, France, Guadeloupe also, also French uh, Guyana, but uh, also French St. Martin, Saint Martin, those are, uh, those are all UPG uh, status X colonies. They are all uh, part of Europe. If, if, you, if you go to Martinique or Guadeloupe or French Guyana, you will go to Europe. Those are legally European territories. You will be uh, landing in the European Union. So as simple as that. So uh, that is what we want to achieve uh, for Curaçao also. In this case, um, Curaçao uh, being an ex-colony of uh, the Netherlands and still forming part of the uh, Dutch kingdom. The reality is that everybody on this island have a Dutch nationality or Dutch citizenship with a passport of the European Union. So it won't be a strange thing to um, make this relationship uh, stronger, not only with uh, the Netherlands, but also with the European Union. Uh, as far as the, the referendum goes, um... What 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 is the what is the parliamentary process for bringing forth the referendum? Who, who has to vote on it, and how does that work? In case we achieve some seats in the parliament, uh, we will propose a law. That's the referendum law. Uh, this law must be passed, or would be, or should be passed with a majority of eleven votes in the parliament. Because the Parliament of Curaçao consists of uh, 21 seats. So the majority is 10 plus 1, that will be 11. And if the majority of the Parliament votes uh, for this law, then we can organize and, um, and put a referendum in place. It will be a parliamentary referendum. So it the result must be respected by law and must be executed by law or by the parliament of Curaçao. So that's uh, the process. Um, everything depends on the results of the coming elections on uh, March 19 this year. So that's why uh, we are campaigning for a minimum of, let's say, four seats uh, in the coming parliament. And uh, to form a coalition, you need uh, 11 seats. So uh, let's say, to be realistic, maybe we have to form a coalition with one or two other more parties. So our conditions uh, put uh, on the table to form a coalition will be uh, the other uh, partners in the coalition 
must be uh, willing and able to uh, organize a referendum or accept a proposal, a law proposal to organize and um, put a referendum in place. And also, uh, they must be willing to work or cooperate with, uh, with Holland. Those are our only two conditions to form a future coalition. So if we can uh, do that, I don't see then any obstacles to pass a law to organize a referendum for the people of Curacao. We can do that uh, before the end of uh, this year. Let's say if uh, the elections will take place in uh, uh, March this year for May, in the month of May, maybe we will have a new uh, government, hopefully with the commune and the government. The organization of a random won't take, won't take uh, uh, let's say, more than six to uh, eight months at the maximum to be organized. So we can do that in, in six months. Uh, those are also based on uh, municipality laws um, applicable in, in the Netherlands, so in the European Holland, where a, a referendum can be organized within four to six months and be held. So also based on that, uh, we think we can also organize and hold a referendum uh, within that say six months. So for uh, if in May this year we will have a government, I think uh, for November this year we can have uh, that referendum. And who knows? Let's hope that um, the majority of the people will choose for integration into Holland. We will put three uh, options uh, on the table during the referendum. You can opt to. Um, let's say, uh, still hold the actual autonomous status of Curaçao. You can choose for independency or you can choose for integration within uh, Holland. And hopefully the majority of people will choose for the latter one. Uh, surveys done in the past, uh, surely last year, uh, during the last uh, five months of 2020, have shown that a majority between 70 to 80 percent of the people here on Curso voted or opted for a referendum. So, based on those numbers, based on those results, we think that also uh, that people, let's say between 70 to 80 percent. Uh, will vote for integration um, into Holland. Why? Because the surveys have also shown that a majority between 60 to 70% of the people opted for, um, uh, let's say, uh, Dutch intervention into uh, local affairs of Curaçao or uh, integration within Holland in the form of being a municipality or being a province. So that's why we, um, based on those numbers, 
we strongly believed that a minimum of 60% of the people um, taking part at the referendum will surely vote for integration with uh, Holland. Um, do you um, do you already know without having to name names or anything like that? Are there already any uh, any other politicians who uh, would likely lend support to a referendum from other we parties? Spoke, yes, we have spoken already some uh, representatives of other parties, and we already know, uh, let's say. Uh, which party doesn't have uh, any obstacles to organizing and holding a referendum? So, but that that we will see that in the near future. Yes. So that's why uh, we say, if you have nothing to fear, let's go to a referendum and let the people choose what they want. Also, if the people, uh, if the majority don't choose for integration with Holland, we will respect that. If we uh, have a seat in uh, in the parliament, and also uh, if we will take part uh, into the government of Kosovo, so everything, everything, yes. So that's why we say, if you have nothing to fear as a party, uh, being uh, any ideology uh, you hold doesn't matter. But we say you. The people of Curaçao deserve the opportunity to let uh, their voice heard. So that that's what we we stand for. That's why Comun became a, a political party of Curaçao because of, as a movement, we uh, always opted for a referendum. <laughs> the thing is that the referendum was not a priority for the current. Um, officials uh, right now, and that's what forced Comun to become a political party to enter the political arena and participate at the coming elections. So that we, uh, once taking part in the parliament, can um, present the law or a proposal to organize and uh, hold the referendum. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get some stuff done after this election. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some, there's, we have pending business. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. absolutely. And, uh, there are so many things that need to be done. And uh, so little time too now. What's your, what's your, what's your uh, take on the newest developments in uh, COVID and everything else uh, surrounding it here on Curacao? Uh, COVID, uh, as you already know, uh, the whole world is being confronted with uh, the COVID pandemic. And uh, one of the things that uh, we uh, already said was that COVID uh simply um let's say the reality here on Curso uh, being the social reality yeah, and the poverty and the unemployment and uh, everything coming with that uh 
what COVID did is bring the reality, uh, put it on the table. So if before COVID, everybody knew that there was a um, poverty uh, here on Curacao or that uh, a great part of the uh, community here on Curacao lived in poverty. Now with COVID, you can't hide that anymore. So you, you can hide it because uh, the nature of the poverty uh, became more, 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 more acute. So, uh, and I think that that's the reality right now. If in the past we had um, mismanagement for decades, for years, and people say, yeah, but uh, it's COVID, everything, they put it on COVID. No, that's a lie. The, what, what COVID did was simply accelerate uh, the result or the effect of mismanagement during decades here on the island. Because before COVID, Curacao already didn't view any economic growth for more than 10 years. Unemployment on, on Curacao is nothing new today. Curacao already knew unemployment. And surely unemployment or a high rate of unemployment and surely under the youth. So um, COVID only accelerated things and put the reality in front of us. Um, regarding the measures of uh, COVID or the measures the government took to uh, fight um, COVID in this case, we as a party uh, have some reserves uh, re regarding that because you don't have to kill the economy to uh, fight uh, let's say, uh, COVID. What the government did right now is they closed the borders of the island and they killed the economy or what rested from the economy. So what was left over of the economy here on Curacao. And to me or to our party, that was not the, the right uh, decision to, to make. Only if you uh, could make the use of um, what they call here uh, um, uh, the, the mount cover or the mount capius. If you made that mandatory for everyone and also the rules, uh, the social distance rules uh, regarding um, everyone, uh, how we behave outside, and also the rules regarding personal uh, hygiene. If you made that mandatory since the beginning of the pandemic, let's say since March last year, and also uh, putting PCR tests at the borders for everybody coming to the island and for everybody leaving the island, you could still help the economy alive.
but uh, taking into account the different measures to combat uh, the pandemic. But what they did was simply um, put the economy on hold or what was uh, left over of the economy. And uh, so they, they made things worse now for, for everyone on the island. So, so that's, that's the reality. But, um, but uh, as I said from the beginning, um, what we are seeing now are the results of bad management, of structural mismanagement for years and for decades. And uh, COVID came uh, at the right time to put the effect, the reality, to put it on the table for everybody to see. That's, that's the reality. Because here on Curacao, we don't have uh, what you call a, a, a social caution, uh, like they have in, in the Netherlands or in, in the best organized countries uh, in the world. In Perfect Holland, yes, yes. In Holland, you have a social caution, as they, they call it. You, you don't have a social caution. Because we never, we never had good management to make that possible. That's the reality. If you, if you never had a management always thinking about the future, what can happen in the future, you will have never uh, made some reserves for a situation like this. And that's what he made in the Netherlands, but never made here. Here on Curacao, thinking about the future. And that's why right now we are being confronted with this situation. And that's the main reason why our own officials reached to Holland for help, for financial help, for economic help. But uh, the conditions put in place, and I, uh, I agree with that. So if you reach to me for economic help or social or financial help, you have to make things right in your uh, own uh, house or uh, at your own place. So, because with because with authority comes responsibility, and that's what I think we never learned here on Curacao. Everybody wanted more authority, but they never uh, they weren't aware about the fact that with more authority comes also more responsibility. Did that's get why that, uh, from Uncle Ben. Yeah, that's why we, we couldn't handle the little autonomy we got 10 years ago or 11 years ago. And that's why I don't think we will be ready right now to be independent. So, be, so the best option for us at this moment in history 
is to integrate with with Holland uh, to make use of all the benefits we can make use of in Europe. And after that, after maybe 20, 30, maybe four years, after we have organized this country, this island, and put everything in place, maybe then we can opt for more um, authority and maybe more responsibility to do things on our own. But right now, that won't be a rational decision. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh but uh how's uh, uh how are you, how's the road been the the road to to the preparations for March have you guys uh, had a hard time of it? Um Yes, I think because we are the first party, Common Party's first party starting on June 12, 2020, with its uh, campaign for the elections this year. So we are right now almost uh, eight months campaigning. And we have, uh, we have been doing what we call an intelligent campaign, Campagna Intelligente, that means that Comun uh, doesn't believe in the old way of doing uh, business, in the old way of campaigning, making promises uh, we cannot uh, afford or we cannot realize, and uh, giving people money and and and, and food. Uh, now our campaign is only about information making people aware of the possibility, the right they have. So uh, you, guys, uh, you guys are, uh, you guys are well known on social media for one specific incident, which is pretty funny, actually. Uh, yeah, you guys, because uh, there have been, a, there have been like a longstanding problem with potholes on the streets here in Curacao. Like we have uh, some, some streets on Curacao look like Swiss cheese. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then you and then uh, a lot of people were complaining online. I saw some memes coming up, and like some people like they put plants in in holes, and I was yes. like, oh shit, people are people are going crazy. And mm -hmm. uh, and then I saw you guys, and you guys decided to actually go with asphalt and fill up some holes and stuff like that. And the funny thing about yes. that is the funny thing about that is that you guys wore like some some uh, some like workers uh, like sink like uh, boiler suits, which are logo mm -hmm. in the back. Exactly, and then the and then the cops rolled up, and the cops stopped yes. you because it's apparently it's illegal to fix roads. <laughs> <laughs> and but I but I think personally I think they didn't see the logo. They just thought that you guys were doing the work. They thought that you were just you guys were just any like any group of guys working for some company doing like <laughs> doing the work. No. Yes, indeed, because uh, the thing is, maybe people believe we were from uh, some company doing work for the government. No, no, no. Uh, we as a party, we believe in the greater good. That's why what I told you, um, we don't uh, walk uh, from house to house, making false promises, giving people money or, or give them food and tell them you have to vote for us. No. 
if we do something, we will do it for the community as a whole. And that's why we came with that initiative. Um, seeing that this, the roads, the streets here in Curaçao are in very bad shape. People here are paying every year their taxes to uh, for road maintenance and for better infrastructure, but they don't get that back. So uh, at a certain moment in time, because it was also a hot issue in the community, the state of the roads, we came with initiative to uh, fill the holes in the in the roads with asphalt. Indeed, indeed, very uh, uh, very lot and many lot of people appreciated uh, what we did, our initiative, and that's also what we 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 wanted people to see that if we do something for the community, we do it with the intent to um, let's say for the best of the community as a whole. It's a, for a greater good because everybody has to make use uh, of the roads. No one can Doesn't, fault you for yes. trying to do it. Yes, yes, yes. And if you are uh, uh, white or, or black, man or, or woman, uh, uh, immigrant or not, everybody Everybody has to make use of the roads. Everybody uh, is riding his or her car on the roads. So that's why what we um, what we intended to do with that initiative was that let the people see we are a very uh, serious party with with good intentions, and even outside of the government. Being a new party, not even taking part at an election, we have never taken part at any election. But even taking part at the election, we already let people see we can make things happen. Because the government told everybody uh, there is no asphalt here on the island, and that was a pure lie. The asphalt is there, but the government didn't uh, have the money to to buy it. So, and after we did that, <laughs> from from one day to another, the money came. And the government went and bought the asphalt. And they started to do the things that they are uh, put there, put there to, to do. So, so, and the pressure we put on the government with that action was very, very big. It was, it was a very big pressure we put on the government with that uh, action. Yeah, isn't, so, isn't, the, isn't the excuse always that, that, uh, that the asphalt isn't readily available or that it's too expensive? No, no, no. Because we bought the asphalt at one of those companies that the government is also buying the asphalt uh, from. So <laughs> we could get it asphalt in one day. And yeah. it, it, it ain't that expensive. We 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 paid like what? Not not more than uh, one thousand dollar for that. 
for that truck of asphalt. That's reality. Yeah, no, a lot of people are getting pissed off about it. Me too, over here. Like it's it's really bad. Like it's getting worse every year. You know, mm -hmm. there are there are some holes that I've seen that just like it. You know, they're like that's not even that's an accident. Like that's so deep that you would like if you fall onto that, there's no come back out. You know, like real like dangerous fucking holes. If that if you're a tourist mm -hmm. and you don't know about it, you'll run over it. Mm -hmm. and you'll now you're a couple of thousand dollars, you know, in debt to the rental company. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. I broke my tire the week before that action. So, yeah, uh, yeah I have experienced it uh, personally. And that's why, uh, come back, we are, we are campaigning. That, that's the name of our campaign, uh, Intelligent Campaign. So we don't... Uh, uh, let's say uh, give people T-shirts or uh, caps or uh, uh, stickers or fags or anything. And and we went through the pre-elections without any of that, without even an headquarter in office, without yeah, an headquarter, no, without stickers, without fags, without caps, without. Uh, you guys were mostly online, right? Yes, without T-shirts, without money, without false promises, without uh, yeah, only only on 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 social media, Facebook, Instagram, but also on TV and radio talk shows, and on uh, Facebook internet with uh, our own uh, Common Life uh, every Tuesday. Having live yeah. on Facebook and on our own commune, uh, commune Facebook page. But what we did since since the beginning, since the start, since the start of this campaign, was going to uh, the most seen uh, talk shows on TV and on, on the radio, and that that's what we kept doing. Yeah. No, you information, guys, information, yes, information about about content, making people aware of the possibility they have, yes, of the power they have to make a change. Yeah, uh, the, so live, they, the live uh, Q and A is definitely is definitely good. Mm -hmm. Because the people, the people have a power to make. A change, but maybe they they are they are not aware of it, and you have to make people aware of that. Yeah, right. So that's what we we are doing. And uh, like, how are you doing personally, though? What, how what's up with you? Uh, me, no, <laughs> very busy, very tired, but. Uh... Also with uh, a lot of uh, satisfaction, and what I'm doing as a uh, political uh, leader of the party, and also with my colleague, uh, party leader, and uh, also with every one, every member of, of, of this party. So let's say the Friday before the uh, pre-elections on uh, Saturday, uh, 30th of January and uh, Sunday 31st of January we had like 
eight interviews on one day, starting from oh. starting from seven thirty in the morning till eleven in the evening. Monday. Yes. 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 Interview. 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 A lot of talking. <laughs> yes, a lot of talking on the radio and uh, on TV. Yes, indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. So that and that's that... our job. That's our job. That's our job. And I we are also uh, the first party to present our management plan openly on uh, Facebook on the social media. That was uh, in December on December the eleventh uh, last year. Yeah, so everybody, everybody yes, everybody can download our uh, management plan. Everybody can read our management plan. I really appreciate nothing... that. That's that's like one of yes. the key points for me. Right. Yes, we have we have nothing to hide. Uh, we have a, also a website, comuncorsau.com. Our uh, Facebook page also comuncorsau. Our Instagram account, comuncorsau. Uh, so that's how we are operating. And our management plan is based on the reality right now of Curacao. Uh, it's based entirely on the COHO. The COHO simply put are the agreements we made with uh, Holland to restructure uh, eight very important areas here on the island, <coughs> starting with, yeah. um, let's say, the uh, public finance. Economic reforms, uh, the government. Yeah. So uh, let's say also with the infrastructure, healthcare. Yeah. Any anything you do, mm-hmm. anything anybody can do, or, at, or for sure politicians can do to increase transparency. I'm one hundred percent for that. So, <laughs> so uh, putting uh, putting your management plan online, I that's, I, I uh-huh. really think everybody should do that. I really, you know, that's that should be something that we as a country should want uh-huh. out of our politicians. Yeah, that was also the intention. Yes, that was also the intention of our party to let people see that we are a open, transparent party. We are a, we are a serious party, a party based on on. On content, not a party based on making false uh, promises. And now, whether you get everything done or not, that's a different intention. story. No, but it also, but it always starts with intention. Yeah, but the, at yeah. least you so, did it. That's yes. what I'm so happy about. At, exactly. At least we did it. We we made an effort to do it. So. Yeah. So I, you know, give. Credit for credit is due. That's you know, you know. I don't think anybody else did that. Um, I think everybody should uh, should really pull for that in the future. What's the? Uh, can you can you explain to me something I don't really know much about, but I keep hearing about it. Like it's some it's a huge deal. The whole screening law thing. Like what is what is all the? I didn't really follow the whole history behind that. What is what is the controversy? What's the controversy behind that? Yeah, the controversy about that is the following. Every member for minister, let's say deputy, every member um, to hold a, a minister position 
can't have any other uh, activity at the moment. So let's say what they call in 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 Dutch nevenactiviteiten. Uh, they can't have that. You must be fully available and in place for the executive position of of minister, as we call it here on the island, deputy. So um, that's one. And also, as a, a minister, you can't have any history with, um, let's say, uh, with 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 the law. Okay. Well, that's 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 so. That's yes. Pretty standard. Yeah. Yes, that doesn't count for the parliament members. It it counts for the ministers, for the deputies. Really? Yes, exactly. That's interesting. Yes, 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 yes. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they want the same standard for the parliament? For parliament, parliament, parliament. That's a that's a very good question. That's a very good question. That that's a question you have to to to, to make at those who made that law. <laughs> no. no, I've seriously never heard of that before, yes. and it, it, it yes. sounds bizarre. Mm -hmm. so, but it's it's consistent with um, the Dutch laws because also the members of parliament in uh, Holland and the Netherlands um, it's not mandatory uh, for them to not have a past with the justice department Hmm. That's so. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, yes, it's one. Yes. It's, you know. You know. You know what that's like. That's like one of those like unbelievable things you hear in history. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. 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 So, and the thing also with the that screening um, law or the screening proposal, um, then when they passed the screening law. They told that uh, two thirds of the twenty-one seats in Parliament is needed to pass that law, and now they want to bring that back to eleven. Eleven still being a majority, a majority of the twenty-one seats in uh, Parliament, but first time they pass that law, uh, two thirds. Uh, of the 21 seats were required. So you're talking about uh, 14, uh, 14 seats. But it's kind of unfair, and, right? It's kind of unfair to ask them to do that because yes. you know, if, if as you're, a minimum requirement, yes. You know, if you're the one who's going to get, you know, axed, of course you're mm -hmm. not going to vote for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the, the only the only law needed, uh, let's say, what you can call the constitution of uh, Curacao, but still that's not a constitution. That's an um, state agreement. What they call it's a staatsregeling. So in Papimento they call it a regla di estado. It's not a constitution, as what we know is applicable for Holland or the Netherlands. What they call Grondwet, because a constitution, that's a Grondwet. Grondwet, that's constitution. 
We don't have a grondwet here on Curaçao constitution. We, we, what we have is a state arrangement. It's 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 a staatsregeling. What would be the huge difference? Like, uh, first, like uh, I'm fluent, mm. so like, what would be the difference? Like, uh, put it in, like, act like <laughs> like your yes. act like your uh -huh. clients are a little little child. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. That's that's why when when people are screaming or saying that. Uh, Curaçao is a country within the uh, Dutch kingdom. It's not totally right. What what we are are simply put ex colonies given certain authorities to manage our own affairs. But we are not countries in the sense of real countries within the Dutch Kingdom. The only country, real country within the Dutch Kingdom is the Netherlands itself. That's Holland. That's why the Netherlands as a um, as a uh, constitution. But Curaçao Curaçao, Aruba, and St. Martin, they don't have a constitution. They have a state, a state arrangement, a staatsregeling. So um, that's why um, when people uh, scream and say uh, we are autonomous and the Netherlands has nothing to, to say to us, that's completely uh, wrong. That's completely wrong because um, we are not being regarded as countries or we are not being deemed rightfully as countries within within the Dutch yeah. uh, kingdom. And, yeah, and that's my... why yes, and that's why and that's why um, Komun um, is of the opinion of uh, look, we had certain authority to uh, arrange or to govern our own affairs, but also the reality is that we didn't manage to do that correctly. We have a really bad track as, record, as it should be. Yes. We have a very bad record, track record of 66 years of bad management, of mismanagement. And that's why we say, people, maybe now it's time to go the other way around. Let's go and integrate into Holland, into Europe. And after that, we will see. Yeah. What I'm hearing a lot is I'm hearing a lot of uh, online, I'm hearing a lot of people who uh, might agree with you, but mm -hmm. uh, their anger towards the treatment um, from uh, from Holland, from the government, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, gets, gets in the way of that. Yeah, because the reality of our people is that we are very emotional people. We are still sticking to the past.
And uh, we are also not only emotional, but irrational emotional people. Some, some, a big, a very lot of us, or a great part of our people. And we, we can't do that forever in this life. Because the past, you can't change it anymore. What you can change is your future. The present and the future, those are the only things you can change. The past is done. So that's why taking every time to the past, going back every time to the past, not thinking rationally, but always throwing the emotional side into the game, the rational part, you won't gain any let's say mm, any benefit out of that. Yeah. My whole point of the thing is that mm -hmm. um, we can never be fully independent because we can never afford our own Coast Guard. Look, those are yes. Those are structural realities because we are we are an island. This yeah, we can never island. do it. There's not there enough tax money. There are some realities we cannot uh, simply escape uh, from them. So this is an island of uh, what four hundred and forty-four square kilometers, with uh, one hundred and six thousand people living on it. Uh, some things you have to accept you can't do on your own. You will need help of someone else. And that's reality. Yes. And, and considering that reality, taking that into account, that's why we are proposing uh, this solution. Let's get the best out of this. Of what we have never tried before. Yeah, yeah. I and still I like think, mm -hmm. uh, like, uh, there are there are still the people who believe. Like, uh, uh, I've had I've had uh, I've had uh, Mr. Subaran on the show, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he believes uh, in uh, in independence. And I, you know, I applaud that too. I actually, if it wasn't if if it was somewhere else, mm -hmm. then I would too. But I just don't see us being able ever being able to be. Fully independent. Yeah. Look, look. What what we say is, first let's try to put put things uh, in order here on this island. First, let's try to put. Uh, let's try to get our house done. Let's try to fix things first with Europe, and after that we will see. Because yeah. right now, at this moment in time, it's not the best moment to opt for independence. Even with the, the authority, that's the very... Yeah, I don't see how it uh, work. Yes, because okay. even with, with this autonomous uh, state, the little autonomy we got from Holland, we couldn't seem to manage it. 
we couldn't get along with it. We didn't show yeah. the responsibility to manage that. So yeah. let's try a new thing now. Yeah. And we have the right and we have the right to do that. Because the European Constitution offers us that right. Gives us the right to integrate. Like uh, Madeira did. Or like uh, uh, Martinique did a long time ago. Decades ago. Uh, yeah, all the other well, ex-colonies, yes. How's uh, how's Martinique doing? Like uh, I saw I saw a list. I saw Canary Islands. I had no idea. Uh, I don't really yes, Canary really know. Islands. Yes, yes. I don't Canary know anything Islands. about Canary Islands. Uh-huh. Canary Islands are uh, are uh, ex-colonies with an UPG uh, or else a UPG state is regarding their relationship with Europe and uh, Canary Islands and also the Azores are very known uh, touristic destinations in the world and um, they are not doing bad so uh, also with uh, uh, every other um, let's say island or ex-colony island with with a very strong relationship with with Europe also oh, uh, uh, let's let's take for example French Guyana if you have to compare French Guyana with uh, British Guyana or Dutch Guyana, what we call Suriname, it's uh, it's a difference of, of, of tools. So because French Guyana, if you are in French Guyana, you are in Europe or you're you're on France, or you're on French territory. And um People, what people called last was St. Bart's because St. Bart's was also a, uh, an ex-colony uh, of France, uh, still a municipality, a community, an overseas municipality uh, with now an LGO uh, status. Uh, but uh, St. Bart's was a um, outermost region. That's how you call it in English, UPG, outermost region. For more than 50 years and okay. that's what that's what made St. Bart's a very rich touristic destination or a touristic destination for very rich people St. Bart's is an island where uh, uh, only let's say 15,000 people lives over there but, but they had managed to make their economy as wealthy as it is by indeed being an outermost region and it, they decided after almost 60 years of being an outermost region uh, to become an overseas territory what what we call an LGO London Gebieden Overzee Overseas Countries and Territories OCT but uh, now shortly after those hurricanes of uh, two three years ago People uh, right now on some parts are thinking again to become an outermost uh, region of Europe. So what we call a UMR, outermost region, yes, in English. 
So uh, those are the realities over there. So if, if people say that uh, the, the UPG status or the outermost region uh, doesn't uh, convene us, they are wrong. You have to go over there and ask the people over there, are you having a bad life? Are you happy with, uh, with, 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 with the standard of life over there? And I surely know, and I'm convinced that the majority of people over there will, will say to you, are you crazy? We are, we are good as we are, and we don't have even the, the, the idea to, to change our relationship with Europe. So to ask if, uh, let's say, a strong relationship with Europe will uh, be in our benefit, you have to go over there and ask the people living in those uh, outermost regions first. Go oh, and ask the people in Madeira if they have a happy life. I'm sure you can find all that stuff on YouTube too. <laughs> <laughs> so if they are, you don't have to go to Madeira. Yes. No, you can. So that's my point. That's my point. That's my point. You, you, you can, you can search that all out on on, on Google today. Yeah. Yes. On the internet. All right, Luigi. Uh, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a night. Um, okay. Okay. And uh, let's uh let's keep in touch uh, after the election. Thank you. Uh, you Thank know, you. If you have uh, Thank you. Any new Thank developments you. or anything like that. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me in your program. And I wish you the very best with uh, knockout uh, post uh, podcast. Yes. <laughs> and. Yes, and uh, thank you, thank you again for this opportunity, yes.